the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Glad to have you with us. We are recording from Hebrews Coffee in Magnolia, Texas. Magnolia, Texas. Magnolia, Texas. So I don't know if we're on location or off location. I always get those mixed up, but (laughs) we're recording somewhere else today. Uh, But it's great to have you with us. My name is Jeremy Stolnecker here with Chad Robichaux, and it's good to be able to record these uh, together in person. We often do these kind of separate. Yeah, separate, yeah. 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 So it's good to be together. Uh, we've had the opportunity to talk, you know, about so many different things over the years, and uh, the conversations around uh, really veterans and the military and uh, veterans care and all these things—it's an ever-expanding field. Yeah, I mean, we just maybe are exiting now twenty years of, of war, right. and uh, that twenty years of war has cost a lot of uh, cost our military community a lot of injuries, physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, which is what we deal with a lot at Mighty Oaks Foundation. Um, but we have to have a remedy for all those different sure. things. And uh, so many, so many variety of things out there. And, you know, one of those we can get to talk about today. Yeah. yeah and I, I, think, I think one of the great things that's come out of uh, the last, you know, several years of research is an understanding of the difference between some of these things. Right. Um, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder and you know, brain trauma, brain injuries, although they often present the same way, they're not the same issue. Right. I think people confuse the symptoms, right? Uh, right. Pe- people see how, Symptoms manifest, and they think the root cause is the same, but oftentimes can be very, very different. And thankfully, today we have a great guest. Uh, this is someone that we have gotten to know over the last few months. Um, Eric Stoppers is with us. He is the founder of BioAccelerator, the co-founder of Accelerate Biomedical Technologies, and the CEO of Bioscience Americas. Uh, Eric, thank you for being with us again. It is uh, it's great to have you with us, all the way from Columbia. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Uh, this is a, this is a big conversation and a big topic. We want to jump into a lot of the specifics. That's an easy word to say. Specifics around <laughs> it. Um, but before we do, for those that aren't familiar with you and with your company, can you tell us how you got involved in this? Why you got involved in this? And then uh, maybe more specifically for our audience, how you started to focus on military veterans and folks who are still serving in the military. Yeah, absolutely. So just a, a, by way of background, I am a business guy. I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist, even though I'm running a life sciences company. Um, I essentially throughout my career have spotted global trends and I, you know, it's simplistically, I, I spotted the stem cell industry as a major global trend and a shift, a paradigm shift in the way that healthcare is going to be provided. Um, it is being provided now with companies like ours, but I think the, the industry is just going to skyrocket here, you know, within the next decade or so. Um, but to back up a little bit, I was, uh, I was in real estate. I was putting together portfolios of single family homes, especially, you know, when our great country went through such a, such turmoil and, you know, the recession time. Uh, and I, I'm from Arizona and, uh, you know, our, our housing market, was just crushed. You know, we were we were able as an investment opportunity. We were able to pick up homes for, you know, sometimes sixty percent under value. Um, we couldn't build them for what we were buying them for. So, um, so I, I saw that as a, a trend as well, uh, and it's certainly a, a United States trend. So I 
I, I did capitalize on that market. I put together portfolios of uh, rental homes. I ended up teaming up with a group that was doing it on a much bigger scale. Uh, we took that company public. We turned it into a, re a real estate investment trust, um, just a, a focusing on mostly single family homes. So I was running that company. I was the CEO of uh, that REIT and um, I was helping uh, just a colleague of mine market a property in, um, in Mexico. And it was a, an old resort property and, and uh, long story short is it just, it was, we were not getting great offers. And so thinking outside of the box and being that I am from Arizona, which is a border town to Mexico or border state to Mexico, uh, there was this term that was really starting to rise in popularity and it was medical tourism. So what I was doing uh, it, by just by way of marketing was starting to market this property to medical tourism type doctors and physicians, companies. So I was marketing to uh, plastic surgeons and dentists and uh, you know, uh, vision companies. And uh, anyways, the, the point is, is that a stem cell company kind of came to me and said, hey, look, I, you know, we think that this property actually might be right for us. We're looking to take our science out of the laboratory and put it into action in, and actually treat people and help people. And you know, other than what I had seen on the news, that was my first real introduction to stem cell and deep introduction into what it really can do and how many ailments it can treat and how many lives it can potentially save. So my mind was blown, um, you know, pretty quickly. And that started the trajectory of me transitioning into forming bioaccelerator. We talk about medical tourism. So why, <laughs> I think, I think two things. One, why do people, tour outside of the United States to go get medical treatments done. I mean, I think a lot of people would think, well, you know, if I get something done in the United States, it's safer. If I go to Mexico, it's, is it, is it as safe? If I go to Colombia, is it as safe? That's a question I think a lot of people would have. Uh, I'm sure you have a really good answer for that. Uh, I hope you do. And then, uh, and, and then, you know, what, what, are, what are the restrictions in the United States that keeps people from being able to do those treatments here? So that's really two questions there. Yeah, there's so much to unpack just with those two questions. So, um, you know, what I would say just uh, from a brief comment perspective, because of, you know, what you said about the safety issue, um, you know, medical tourism kind of started its, its popularity with things that are known to be safe. So people were going across the border to get glasses. People were going across the border to, you know, to do dental work that was, you know, pretty standard and safe to do in a place like Mexico. Um, However, when you start getting to the higher level science, uh, there are very few countries that have the, the wherewithal and the, the knowledge to be able to implement things like stem cell therapy. So that's one of the reasons we went to Colombia because it's an incredible medical system. It's extremely safe um, for those of us that you know, travel overseas quite a bit and have had medical procedures in places like Colombia. Uh, I, I don't even get treatment in the US anymore. Um, but so the, the safety is certainly an issue in some places, certain not Colombia. Um, but unfortunately, uh, in the U.S., fortunately and unfortunately, we have an, a great organization and, and multiple organ, organizations like the FDA. Uh, but when we're looking at the FDA, and it's a fantastic organization, it's, uh, it's under fantastic leadership, and they are here to protect us, the American people, and they do a great job at that. Um, I would say that, unfortunately, they're a little bit behind in the way that they have taken a, a real serious look at stem cell therapy, and they all seem to be behind it, 
in the conferences that we go to and the the uh, the contact we have with um, Scott Gottlieb and Janet Woodcock, the commissioner, uh, you know, they all seem to be pretty knowledgeable and, and behind it. Um, but some of the the regulations and certainly some of the language in those regulations are antiquated. You know, they still haven't defined things like um, what they consider to be minimal manipulation of a cellular product. And so it, that leads companies like ours to that, that don't want to play in the gray area because there are some companies that are doing that in the United States um, using very low level science. Um, but what we know with our company and with um, you know, global research that the highest level science is producing great results. So we had to go offshore for, uh, you know, just to produce and, and get our patients the best possible outcomes. Without going down a rabbit hole uh, on conspiracy theories is, is uh, <laughs> I, I would love to do that. <laughs> uh, then we can do that. On, when We're we not going to talk about conspiracy theories, but, <laughs> but let but, me bring up a conspiracy theory. Real quick. I mean, is is there a is there like a big form pushback to keep stem cell out of the United States in order to keep people less healthy? I mean, is there is that a reality or is that just a conspiracy that people? Like me think, <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I think if, if I wasn't running a, 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 you know, a CEO of a healthcare company and we were talking privately, I, I might go a little bit deeper, but I will tell you this, look, what, what I typically do when I, when I, when I have these type of conversations is I like to turn it back to maybe your audience or, or the question back to the FDA or, or, you know, organizations that may have an interest in keeping people sick. Um, I, I, I'll tell you this. I travel to Colombia uh, when I'm here for just a few weeks. My energy levels improve. I shed a couple pounds. I usually lose about five pounds in 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 the time in the span of about three or four weeks. Um, doing no additional exercise, nothing changing other than the food that I consume here. Um, they you know they don't have a lot of preservatives here. They don't they don't feed their um, you know, their, their cows and their, their chickens, hormones. Um, they, you know, they, it's just, it's just a cleaner way of living. So starting with the food, I would say that that's a big thing. And then, you know, one of the things that stem cell therapy does very, very well is it helps modulate the immune system. It helps reduce inflammation. It helps uh, combat things like autoimmune disease. And there are many, 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 many of those. Um, and right now, pharmaceuticals are the only thing that treat some of those. And they only treat the symptoms. They don't get to the systemic root. So I would say that there's many big, big, big money players, big, powerful organizations that have an interest in slowing down stem cell for sure. Yeah, a big, lot of billions of dollars to be lost if you actually heal people. And I, I just, uh, the reason I ask that is because I see so many people, you know, I know we're going to get into stem cell and what it does and what, is, uh, what it actually does, but I've just seen so many testimonies of people who are just uh, deathbed ill, injured, and recover from stem cell. And I'm like, why is what's the, what's the blockade? What's the red tape that, that keeps it from happening here in the United States, which is, you know, supposed to be one of the greatest countries in the world, you know, uh, and I believe it is, but, you know, uh, but why, why can't it happen here? And, and, you know, that's my conspiracy is that a uh, billions of dollars to be lost. And so there's going to be a fight for people like you to bring it here. Well, look, there's another piece of that too, because we know it can happen. It, it, it meaning that these regulations can be fast tracked. We've just seen it with COVID-19. There are many, many, many vaccines that have been fast-tracked through the process. There are even clinical trials in stem cell. Uh, my company is doing one here in Colombia, um, but there are many companies that 
uh, you know, we're even associated with them from an arm's length that have had the FDA approved clinical trials for COVID-19 with stem cell therapy. So we know they can push it through. And there is no debate in the FDA or in the scientific community whether or not stem cell is safe, which is the biggest part of fast tracking. So if you know they're safe, they're not going to really hurt people. I mean, the side effects are so minimal. Uh, then why can't we push this through and help millions of people? Yeah, I'm with you. When we, uh, we talk about the people that we can help and, you know, we spend most of our time in the veteran community or the military community, um, specific to those communities, what are the treatments? Uh, what does stem cells, what do, what do stem cells, I've got a question. I just can't get it out of my mouth. What do stem cells treat uh, specific to those? I mean, we're talking about physical injuries, post-traumatic stress disorder, TBI, all of the above. Um, are there people who this won't help? People who are listening to us that are saying, I hurt, I'm struggling in these areas. Uh, how do they know if this is for them, something they should, should investigate? Well, there you, you've named many, many uh, ailments and, and injuries that stem cell does treat. And it doesn't treat everything, and it's not a, a cure-all. Um, but I, I would say that you know if people are in some type of chronic pain, certainly with an orthopedic-type issue, uh, any type of spine and disc, that's something that we specialize in and neurological conditions um, that you mentioned, things like um, you know CTE or uh, traumatic brain injury, sometimes those mask symptoms and, and mimic symptoms like PTSD. Um, but specifically for our veterans, you know these, these guys, the, the vets and their families have sacrificed so much for our country, and they're, they're really an underserved community when it comes to their healthcare. Um, not taking anything away from the VA, uh, this, just, this technology just isn't available in the United States. So, you know, the VA doesn't have access to, to what we're able to give to our veterans. And um, one of the things that we see a lot, and I would implore, you know, vets that have some type of PTSD symptoms, uh, it may be PTSD from, you know, some type of combat situation, but even our guys that have not seen combat are having symptoms of PTSD. And sometimes that's because they're having multiple concussions on a daily basis just from from out at the shooting range, um, you know, much less practicing with mortars and, you know, some of the bigger explosives. So um, that's mild traumatic brain injury on a very regular basis, which is very dangerous. And this is the same thing we see in our high impact athletes, like our NFL players and UFC fighters. So I would say definitely look into our company. There's, I'm not aware of any others that are specifically treating for um, these symptoms with, with our protocol, but there, there may be, and certainly stem cell is a, it's a possibility because there's not really any others. I wanted to take a minute to let our audience know about the work that we do through an incredible veterans nonprofit called the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Many of our nation's warriors struggle with the hardships of military service and reintegration back into civilian life. Often they leave broken homes in their aftermath and comprise one of the most at-risk groups for suicide, with over 20 veterans who take their lives every single day. Mighty Oaks tackles this critical issue with our faith-based peer-to-peer resiliency and recovery programs offered at no cost to our honored servicemen and women at beautiful ranches across the United States. Mighty Oaks has one of the highest success rates of any program available anywhere. Visit MightyOaksPrograms.org to learn more about how you can make a direct impact in the lives of our servicemen and women to help them find a new life purpose through hope in Christ. Again, that's MightyOaksPrograms.org. Witnessing the transformation that these men and women go through is absolutely incredible. There are no words to describe seeing warriors restored to the lives they were created to live, changing their legacies 
for eternity. Your support is needed now more than ever and will ensure that our programs are here for our warriors who are in desperate need. Again, the website is mightyoaksprograms.org. One, one thing I find fascinating about this is that you can differentiate between the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder and what's causing those symptoms. And I think this is something that a lot of people really struggle with and just don't understand is that the physical injury, the, you know, the CTE, the traumatic brain injuries, they cause symptoms that look very much like post-traumatic stress disorder. And so the VA is treating most of the time with, you know, pharmaceuticals, the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder without dealing with the underlying issue, which is, you know, the damage has been done to the brain or the central nervous system. Yeah. Um, I find it fascinating. Is there a way that you evaluate someone before beginning treatment with stem cells to determine this is post-traumatic stress disorder caused by, you know, acute trauma, um, or... <laughs> This is probably a traumatic brain injury that's causing the symptoms that look very much like post-traumatic stress. How do you evaluate that? Yeah, absolutely. It's very important because PTSD alone uh, is more of a psychological disorder that has to be treated in a much different way than stem cell therapy. So, you know, if it is just solely PTSD, they may not be a candidate for stem cell therapy. So, yeah, there's an evaluation process that starts with brain scan. Uh, we, you know, we typically like to send people to places like the Almond Clinic that, uh, and there's many across the U.S. that uh, specialize in, uh, you know, in neurological and in, in brain scans, specifically MRIs, but with a certain Tesla level. And there's many, many other tests that go along with that so that they can uh, have an understanding, like a cognitive baseline. Um, and then if, if that scan comes back where the PTSD or at least the symptoms could be caused by a massive inflammation in the brain, then those people are a great candidate for us. Yeah. So we're talking to what we're using the word stem cell. We're talking about stem cell, but most people have no idea what stem cell is. Uh, and probably people have a misunderstanding of what it, you know, kind of what it is, what it's not. What is, what is stem cell actually mean? Uh, where does it come from? And, and, uh, and also last question with that, uh, how ethical is the process? I mean, we, when you talk about, you know, com coming from, you know, oftentimes coming from uh, umbilical cords of babies and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's super important to point out that uh, this is a very ethically sourced stem cell that our company uses. Uh, it is not embryonic. It's not to be confused with embryonic, which sometimes people do. Um, and, and that was the, that's where the controversy uh, started back in the, uh, around the 2000 era. Um, with, uh, you know, President, with, President Bush, right? Was yeah. Bush. Yeah. Yeah. And he actually did a lot of uh, great work for the stem cell industry. Now, at that time, people in the industry were very upset because we weren't able to continue a lot of the research that we had, you know, tremendous results with. Um, but what it really focused on was um, the embryonic sourcing of the stem cells. And what that forced companies like ours to do or, or other organizations is to shift away from the, the embryonics uh, type stem cells and look into other stem cells. And what we found, and Dr. Arnold Kaplan uh, coined the term MSC, but the MSC is the mesenchymal stem cell. Some uh, physicians or scientists will call it mesenchymal stem cell. Um, but basically, that is the master cell. And that is the building block of not just life, but it's also the 
the cell that is able to modulate your immune system. So it improves your immunity, it upregulates or downregulates your immune system. Uh, it promotes healing within your own body. Um, it reduces inflammation, which uh, I'm sure a lot of your guests and you guys know is the death of all, basically, inflammation. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but then it, it helps amplify your own body to fight disease. Um, and, and it also repairs damaged tissue. So it's really great for athletes. You know, that's why we see a lot of professional athletes here. Um, but it also helps uh, autoimmune disease when your body is degenerating, which, by the way, guys, we're all degenerating. You know, eventually... I think everybody's going to need stem cells. So, um, so it's really an, an incredible science. Um, we take it several steps further. We use something that we call the golden cell. Um, and this helps uh, essentially uh, put together bet the best outcomes for our patients. Um, but what it comes down to is, is the two P's, and that's purity and potency. And on the purity side, you know, we really have to take into uh, account a lot of safety measures. So say, uh, safely sourced, safe and eth ethically sourced. Uh, and then safety testing, and then the technology is, um, you know, the, the, the safest on the planet. And then when you get into potency, it has mostly to do with quantity. So the multiplication and expansion of those cells. And that comes from umbilical cord, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get them. So healthy mom, healthy baby, go home and live healthy lives together. Uh, they just happen to donate, uh, you know, the, the most pure and potent uh, stem cells on the planet through that cord, which... And before that was medical waste. Now it's saving thousands of lives. Right. And so that, in that, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to play scientist here because uh, I don't know much. I'm trying to ask, uh, does this stem cells and is exosomes that come from it? Yeah. Exosome is a, an extracellular vesicle that is secreted by the stem cell. Uh, exosomes, you're seeing a, a rise in popularity with uh, some companies out there that are just making exosomes and administering exosomes. Um, that's just a small piece of the puzzle. I mean, really the, the stem cell is the intelligent um, cell of your body. So the, the, the shift in what the acronym that I mentioned before, MSC, instead of standing for mesenchymal stem cell, really the, our community is shifting to call it medical signaling cell because what the stem cell does is it signals the rest of your body to produce or repair or uh, reduce inflammation, or uh, send off more exosomes if that's what you need. So we don't necessarily just inject exosomes because your cells already produce those if that's exactly what you need. Okay. Where does the research, you know, there's a lot of research obviously behind this. So kind of broadly, who's leading the, you know, the way on researching this and understanding this? And then how does a company like yours maintain, you know, kind of a cutting edge knowledge of what is working, what is not working, what's new and, and how to move forward. I, I would imagine it's an incredible challenge in, in a science like this. It is. It's a, it's a tough company to run. I, I tell you, it's a, a much more moving parts than a real estate company. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, with that, how do we stay on the cutting edge? It's a lot of research. So we're both a research organization and also applying that research to patients when we can. And a lot of that is through clinical trial. Um, so, you know, that's one of the misnomers uh, about stem cell. A lot of times people will go and ask their doctor, their physician, their MD, their orthopedic surgeon, whatever, um, about stem cell. And that doctor may or may not have an opinion on it. Typically, they, they think that it's the future of medicine. And most of them don't know how the future is happening right now. And we're actually uh, having great results. But regardless of whatever that physician says, the, the thing is, is that this isn't medicine. 
It's really science and then the application of the, the, the science through a physician. So it's got to be, uh, you know, a, a company uh, for the best results, in my opinion, it's got to be a company with both of those aspects. And then you have to have the research component as well to stay a, a ahead of the game because this is a very fast moving industry and the technology is advancing. So, yeah, we have a research arm. We have uh, a scientific uh, uh, laboratory that is producing these uh, high quality cells and our specific proprietary golden cells. And then we also have many, many great physicians that are experts at applying it. So there's a lot of moving parts to staying ahead of the curve. Um, but I, I would say that those are the three aspects that are most important. So myself as a, you know, I broke my body up in Afghanistan and, you know, 14 years of special operations and then 20 pro MMA fights and life of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. My body's has been pretty torn up and, and through the years I've gotten, uh, pro, uh, prolozone or I've gotten PRP. Uh, I've gotten what, you know, I was told was stem cell. I even did an intravenous stem cell treatment. What's the difference between what I've those things that I've done here and what BioAccelerator does at your guys' location in, in Columbia? Yeah, even though we focus on the stem cell therapy, we also think it's very important to do other alternative therapies. And as a part of our protocol, we prescribe some of those therapies. Um, so things like PRP that you're doing, which is platelet-rich plasma, essentially taking the, the blood from your own body and, and um, you know, I'm going to put it in some simplistic terms, but spinning the, uh, the bloods in the centrifuge to where the platelets change viscosity. The thicker platelets are the platelet-rich plasma, which is, uh, again, simplistically just kind of scooped out and, and repurposed to wherever your injury is. Um, we, we, we recommend that. We prescribe that for our patients um, pre- and, and post-therapy sometimes. Um, but we have taken that uh, light years uh, ahead also. So we have a, a, a product called BioX Gel which is essentially a PRP derivative. Uh, but we, again, through our laboratory and our scientific research have found a way to multiply that process by 3000 times more potent than anything that we see on the planet right now. <laughs> um, so, but, but we think it's important. So uh, we also do PRP uh, type treatments. We do things like hyperbaric therapy, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, uh, bioregulatory bio therapy. Um, and so we prescribe all of that stuff. So, I mean, there is a major difference. Those are, you know, what I would consider to be kind of lower level uh, efficacy, lower level science, um, but still very important in the overall protocol. Now, the, uh, the st like when I got the intravenous stem cell here, what would have been different from the intravenous stem cell that I got in the United States and what I would get? Well, so I don't know anything about your specific treatment. I don't know anything about the company. So I can't talk specifically about what it was that you got. But what I'm seeing in the industry as a whole in the United States is typically much lower level science. Um, it does. I'm not saying that that's what you got. I, I, again, I don't know anything about it. But sure. Yeah. In the US, yeah. I mean, generally so. <laughs> yeah. Typically, we're, we're seeing uh, the source of the stem cells in the United States from either bone marrow aspirate or from adipose tissue, um, which is your own body. And so, you know, those of us in the community think that that, you know, there's some major issues with that because um, really your, those cells have been either dormant in your adipose tissue, your fat, or they've been exposed to your environment over, you know, 30 years, 40 years, however, however old you are. And, um, you know, those cells have start, started to degrade and degenerate, and they're not multiplying as fast as they, as they should. 
to keep up with your body's injuries. Otherwise, they would have been doing it already. So just taking those from your bone marrow and repurposing them somewhere, it, it doesn't do as, it's just so low, low level compared to what we do. But back to your question with the intravenous application, um, that's some gray area that we're not willing to play in right now. Uh, meaning that in the FDA, uh, they do not look favorably uh, on that yet because they have not defined the, uh, the, the old regulation that was put into place 30, 35 years ago for bone marrow transplants. They just haven't changed the law. They haven't, they haven't kept up with technology. So it's not that it's not safe. Um, it's just that it's, it's not necessarily legal or illegal. It's just not ruled upon yet. So that, that's a tough place to be if you're operating a, you know, a, a big company. Yeah. So you guys are, when you guys are actually doing the stem cell injections, I guess you're locating specific injuries, targeting locations. And also intravenous applications. So that's something that is also very important as a piece of the protocol, but yeah, we'll do specific applications depending on what we're treating intramuscular, uh, interarticular. We, uh, we have a proprietary piece that, um, that is, fantastic for the veterans and the high impact, high impact athletes, which is an interfecal application, which is essentially a lumbar puncture. Um, so just like uh, an epidural. So it's something that's done very, very regularly and safely. Uh, we have our neurosurgeons do it. So we also have people that are very qualified to do that. Right. Um, but that helps pass the blood brain barrier. And now you have stem cells, active stem cells, sometimes hundreds of millions that are actively trying to reduce the inflammation in your brain and, and improve and, and fight. Wow. Promote healing. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, Eric, you're the uh, one of one of your many hats, one of your many roles. You're the chairman and trustee of Solutions for a Healthier World Foundation. Um, so, you know, as I, I look at your bio and the things that you've been involved in, clearly this is something you're passionate about, and you want to make sure that people have access to these treatments. Can you talk about that foundation a little bit? And then beyond that, I'd love to hear some some stories, some success stories when people talk about this and. They wonder, well, what can be expected? What has happened? What kind of healing takes place? Because it kind of sounds like voodoo to those of us that don't know. Yeah. Um, can you talk about the foundation a little bit and then talk about some of the successes that you've seen, some of the, you know, the big stories of people who have experienced real healing from this? Okay. Yeah, perfect. So uh, Solutions Found, we call it, but it's Solutions for a Healthier World Foundation is, uh, like you said, it's something that I chair and am passionate about because we help people. And we help people that are less fortunate uh, have access to things like stem cell therapy. Um, it's not just stem cell therapy, it's, it's health related. It's finding solutions um, you know, for a healthier world, as it says. But yeah. uh, you know, basically, uh, it, it, being in this business on a daily basis tugs on your heartstrings. You know, we hear some just incredible stories, incredibly devastating stories. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, we have to be uh, in business to help people. So it is a business. Um, but, you know, we also want to give back to the community. So Solutions for a Healthier World is a way to give back to some of the underserved communities like veterans communities, um, also children. Um, you know, that, those are kind of our, our focuses mainly. Um, we have done some work outside of that, but um, mostly it's, it's children in underserved communities and veterans. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun and I wish we could help more people. And so if anybody wants to go donate, we'll help a bunch of people. But uh, either way, we're, you know, we're doing just fine and we're helping people. Uh, and then, you know, moving on to some of the success stories. And we've seen some of these through our, our foundation, um, but mostly from a company side, you know, we treat dozens and dozens of patients, um, you know, on a weekly basis. So um, 
I would say that if, since we've been talking a lot about veterans, I'll talk about Nicholas Seedsman first. Um, Nicholas is a, uh, a veteran. He was an Australian special forces. I, I think they call it SAS, um, which I'm not a vet, um, but um, you know, I, I understand that they're, uh, you know, a, a pretty elite organization and they participate with, um, you know, the, the U.S. forces and, and the big five. Um, and so he was, he saw a lot of combat. Uh, I think he did, you know, uh, over a dozen tours. And, um, and, and so he was really beat up from an orthopedic standpoint. But something that we touched on earlier is that some of his injuries started spiraling into also neurological issues. Um, some of it was PTSD, probably. Some of it was traumatic brain injury. And so there was a whole host of things going on with Nicholas. And, um, and one of the things that he found is that the minute that, uh, you know, that, that PTSD was brought up, doctors immediately kind of pushed him off and just said, Oh no, no, it's a psychological disorder. We can't help you. Um, because he was having all sorts of other autoimmune type symptoms, um, sleep deprivation, sensitivity to light, um, you know, terrible fatigue, um, along with his other orthopedic issues. So like I said, you know, for lack of better terms, he was beat up. Um, but, but, you know, now that I've gotten to know him personally and, and he shared this before um, and allowed us to talk about it. So I'm not saying anything out of turn, but um, he, he got to a point where he was suicidal. Even, uh, you know, he just couldn't live. He, he didn't see himself living another year. Um, and so this was stem cell was a last ditch effort for him. Um, so when we first saw um, we call him Nico now, but when we saw Nicholas, um, you know, he was, he was at a, a place where his body was not keeping up with the degeneration on multiple levels. So his protocol took a long time. It took, you know, it took a couple of years. It wasn't just a one and done shot, so to speak for him. It was a protocol that took many years. Um, but I'm happy to report that he has had a hundred percent turnaround. He's pain free. Um, his symptoms, he's got a new lease on life. These are his words, not mine. Um, but so he, you know, he, he says that stem cell and bioaccelerator has saved his life. Um, so, you know, I know that there's many, many other vets out there that are experienced those type of symptoms that I think we can help. Um, and then I have another really cool story about, uh, quadriplegic too, if you guys have time. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. So yeah, Dustin Bunch, man, what a, a cool guy. He was a firefighter. Um, he went out to Lake Havasu and, and as he did every year with his family, had a young daughter, um, and he was out on his boat and in the same place that they had parked for 20 years and dove off the boat. And this year the water was very, very shallow. So he was immediately paralyzed from the neck down and, uh, and he almost drowned. He's, he's lucky that, uh, he had some paramedic uh, buddies and also training himself, uh, to where he didn't drown uh, in that moment. Uh, but anyways, when we saw him, uh, we, we caught his injury very early. Uh, but he, um, you know, he was a, a quadriplegic when he came here to Medellin, Colombia. And I happened to be here at that time. I traveled back and forth between the States, but I, I was lucky enough to be here and spend some time with him um, on his first trip. And just like Nicholas, um, his protocol takes many, many, many treatments, especially with something as severe as a spinal cord injury. But, um, you know, the one thing he said to me on that first trip was, you know, I, I know this is experimental, Eric, and I, I know that my injury is as severe as it comes. But if you guys could get me to a place where I could at least just hold my daughter again, uh, you know, I think that would be all I could ask for. Um, and so over the course of the next two years or so, um, we've seen great improvement from him. 
Uh, one of the things that he didn't ask for, but I think he, he would um, consider to be an amazing turnaround is that he's now uh, controlling his bowels and his bladder. So he doesn't have to have 24 hour a day, seven day a week care, you know, sort of dignity in his life. Um, but he's also now holding his daughter. So he has movement in his arms. He can, he can move his arms. He can brush his teeth. He can feed himself. Um, he has feeling in his legs. He has some mobility in his legs. He's not out walking around. He's never going to run a marathon, but um, you know, we're, we're seeing some great results with Dustin and, and you know, we're obviously hoping for more, but um, his progress is continuing. So we're super excited about that. Another great conversation. But before we continue, I wanted to introduce you to one of our sponsors. Great to have them on board with us. This is the MuttVet family. MuttVet, they are the very first crypto token for veterans by veterans. Uh, Mutt, M-U-T-T, that is the Marines United Tufel token. If you're not familiar with Tufel, it's Tufel Hunden. That is the Devil Dogs. It goes all the way back to World War One. Marines understand that if you're a Marine listening, you get it. And this is a token for veterans by veterans. If you've not yet looked at blockchain technology and cryptocurrency, you need to. If you listen to this show, we've had conversations about this in the past. This is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor, nor would I encourage you to do something just because I tell you to. <laughs> but if you haven't looked at it, uh, certainly this is a conversation taking place globally and you need to take a look. And this is a good place to focus. If you are interested, uh, I would certainly encourage you to go and check out MuttVet. For those that own this and participate, the MuttVet family may occasionally reward its holders with airdrops, new holder referral bonuses, as well as donation incentives. Uh, there are so many places that you can get involved in cryptocurrency, and I would encourage you to take a look at MuttVet, www.muttvet.com. That's awesome. What, uh, man, those are incredible stories. What kind of, you talk about working with children, um, what kind of treatments do you do for children? What is it that they're dealing with that you're working with? Yeah, I, I would say that autism, uh, autism is, is going to be probably the biggest bucket that we, we see with our children. Now, there are some other rare diseases, um, you know, and they, they come at us on a daily basis, things that just have no solutions. Uh, unfortunately, you know, that, that happens a lot in the, in the younger years, uh, but mostly it's autism. So, and it's a very specific type of autism. Uh, you know, and we're really just starting down that path. Um, here in Colombia, the regulation is very strict. Um, just like the FDA. So we're not here because of deregulation. It's actually the opposite. Um, they just happen to have um, a, a better process to get some of these um, therapies into the hands of, of um, patients that need it. So we've just been approved to be a treatment facility for autism as well. So that's the biggest bucket for kids. That and diabetes type one. Um, there's a something called the honeymoon period. And if you catch, when you start to catch diabetes type one, um, when it's not necessarily a, a diet and lifestyle, disease, but it's more the beta cell and, and you start having symptoms like loss of eyesight and fatigue and, and um, constant urination. And when those symptoms start arising, that's when you catch that you're, you're you maybe in early onset diabetes and stem cell works really well if you can get them in that honeymoon period. So those are usually children also. Autism is a big issue. Uh, and I realize you're not a physician, but what is it about stem cells that is able to have an impact on autism? Yeah, so autism, uh, typically it's, it's a combination of autoimmune disease, neurological condition. It's, a lot of times we think it starts in the gut. Uh, you know, your gut is your second brain. Um, but for us, and specifically to your question, the type of autism that we would treat would just be um, something that had to do with inflammation in the brain. 
So that's something that just like with our veterans and our high impact athletes, stem cells work very, very well at reducing inflammation. And we have a specific technique that helps it pass the blood brain barrier that I mentioned earlier. So it would just be that form of autism. There's many other forms of autism that we would have to deny as a patient because it's just not, it's not specific enough. What about, uh, I mean, one of the biggest killers in the United States is, is heart disease. Uh, stem, stem cell have any impact on heart disease, high blood pressure? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So one of the first things that uh, stem cells do when you're taking them intravenously is they go through the pulmonary system and then they, they end up um, kind of sticking around and, and working for the heart as well. Um, but yeah, so we see, again, it goes down to reducing inflammation in most cases. Um, but sometimes um, with some of the other therapies um, combined with uh, stem cell, yeah, we're seeing great results for cardiac or in heart type related disease. It sounds like, you know, there's so, there's so much ambiguity sometimes with illness. It's just hard to pinpoint what's going on. And, and so it's often treated again with, with medication. <laughs> It seems like if we could flip that over and start with stem cell therapies, we really could root out a lot of the problems, bring some clarity to what the actual issues are, and determine if it's, you know, if it's neurological, if it's physiological, if it's psychological. You know, what exactly is going on? It seems like stem cells can really cut through a lot of the, yeah, this the is noise what, of that. This is what we see, Eric. This is what we see in our work at Mighty Oaks Foundation. What we're dealing with. You know, we believe, we believe we're dealing with spiritual wounds of, uh, trauma when, you know, we believe that when, when someone goes to combat and, and experiences combat trauma, they're really dealing with a spiritual wound, which requires a spiritual solution. And that's what Mighty Oaks provides to help them, you know, re- get a hold of their life again. And this whole time they've been dealing with not dealing with the root cause, but they've been dealing with the symptoms. Uh, they've been taking medications for the symptoms and not really dealing with the real problem. And that's, again, that's on a emotional or spiritual level. But with you on a physical level, you know, people are probably still dealing with the symptoms and not dealing with the root cause. And it seems like stem cell attacks the root cause. Yeah, we think, I mean, I think the trajectory of my company and the industry in general is going to start to focus more on health optimization and immunity and longevity. And all of that is preventative. That's not being reactive and it's not treating the symptoms. So I I think we're going to have, you know, I want to make, my moonshot goal is to have uh, 100 years old be the new 60. Uh, but all of that is all of that is preventative. So, yeah, you guys are exactly right. Right now, our medical system uh, and, you know, it's considered to be one of the best in the world. You know, I, I would I would argue that uh, there's other countries that are doing some pretty incredible things, too. But um, but what I would propose is that our entire medical system needs to have a paradigm shift to proactive instead of reactive. You know, we're sick care, not health care. Uh, and, and stem cell is one of those things that, um, and we have people do it all the time. I just had a family down here that it was their fifth year in a row here. Um, and they're just, and they're healthy as, as a horse, but, um, they, they know that they need to keep the, their immune system boosted. They need to have, um, I think they, you know, I, I they may have coined the term and I, I saw it in a testimonial, but they, they just keep, uh, boosting their, um, uh, stem cell quantity in their body so that they don't have injuries or so they can heal from injuries faster or so their immune system, uh, you know, is better and they don't get sick as often. And so, yeah, it's a preventative measure for sure. One of the things you, one of the things you said earlier that really stuck out to me is you said, uh, stem cells, not medicine. Um, that clicked, that resonated with me right away. It's, it's, it's not medicine, but what, what do you mean by that? Well, it's really, it's a science. And so medical doctors aren't necessarily trained on stem cell. I mean, there might be a small, you know, a couple of courses in med school, um, but they're not experts in stem cell. 
it's, it's not synthetic at all, right? There's no nothing synthetic at all about it, which is no. These are these are live cells. These are live cells that uh, don't you know scientifically uh, don't have any rejection. So there, there's no uh, there's there's really no rejection that your body has for this stem cell, whether it's yours or, or um, sourced um, allergenically from a, another source. Um, but it's it's PhDs in either microbiology or uh, protein biochemistry or uh, uh, protein bi- bacteriology. It, it's PhDs that are in the laboratory producing the science, and there's a lot that goes into it. It's very specific. You know, I make it sound easy. It's not. It's very expensive to produce. It's very specific. You have to have uh, very, very um, specific uh, medical equipment to produce this um, and reagents and culture media and, and, and all sorts of um, scientific uh, technologies. But once you have those experts like we do in the laboratory and you get it out of the, out of the laboratory, now you need a doctor to apply it in the appropriate way. Last question for me, I know. I'll let you wrap it up, Jeremy. Sure. So I've heard you say a couple of times, like, you know, a couple of the case studies you talked about had to come back multiple times. This sometimes is one treatment enough. How long does the treatment last generally? I know it's different for everyone. How long does the treatment last? Uh, Yeah, really important. It's a good question. I'm glad you're covering it because it's it's something that it's different for everybody. Um, Just like I mentioned, you know, there's some people that we have a protocol where they have to come back for two years, you know, maybe every three or four months. Um, for a lot of people, you know, especially people that are looking at this as more of a proactive and preventative measure, um, you know, what we call the fountain of youth, uh, people that are coming back just for rejuvenation, um, that's uh, once a year, you know, maybe once every other couple years, um, if you're healthy. Um, but for people that are like our high impact athletes that are treating uh, major injuries, sometimes it is one and done, you know, sometimes it's one orthopedic application and they get all the results they need. They're back healed and back in the ring and you know, winning belts or titles or whatever. Um, until the and next then there's people, <laughs> until the next injury. People, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> until the next fight. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then there's people like you that have multiple, multiple injuries and have been suffering um, for many, many years. Um, and so, you know, we, we might try to address that in one shot and it might work. Um, but it's like any other medical procedure, you know, there are no guarantees and, and things have to be uh, addressed in multiple different modalities sometimes. So yeah, sometimes it's it takes multiple treatments. I think uh, Eric, when I hear all of this, this brings a lot of hope to people. You know, a lot of what we do when we work with veterans and service uh, active duty service members and the first responder community is we are working with broken relationships, um, a lack of purpose, a lack of direction, because of you know whether it's the trauma that's being carried through life or it's the physical pain that's being carried through life. It's a combination of both that impacts every other area of life. So it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about this because as people find, you know, healing in one area, they're able to grow in other areas. And I think you give a lot of hope to, you know, to wives and to kids and to uh, communities that, that need to see broken, hurting people get the help that they need. Uh, One of the things Chad and I have talked about a lot over the years is that what we do should be done in cooperation with others who are also working to, um, you know, to, to fix the other areas. And, you know, we're not against science. We're not against medicine. We're not against any of these things, but what we are against is masking pain (laughs) and, you know, throwing, throwing drugs at at things that um, really there is a solution for that. And you offer that, um, which I think is awesome. I I think this is exactly what we need to be talking about, particularly in the veteran community is 
Yeah. Real, I don't real, work real with solutions. other people who are actually figuring out the solutions to Break, some of these yeah. issues. Bring so it re- real solutions, not just not just masking. It's and, very and, holistic, right? It's yeah. coming together on that. Yeah. Um, you know, which is why I want to talk to you again, and we'll probably ask to talk to you again because I think this is exactly what our community needs to be discussing: is how to do this. How, how do people find out more about your company, the treatments available, um, get answers to questions? Maybe this again doesn't apply to everyone, but where do people need to start? to begin figuring out what to do next. Yeah, I would implore people to research stem cell therapy. Unfortunately, you have to do a lot of digging uh, to find out that you know maybe some of the, the highest level science is offshore, but definitely look into a, co- a company like ours. Uh, BioAccelerator is our company. We're at bioaccelerator.com. It's with an X and uh, uh, you know BioAccelerator, uh, B-I-O-X within the accelerator. Uh, and then also, if you're looking for testimonials and uh, some of our great success stories, we have a, a fantastic YouTube channel. And then we're on every social media platform as well. So Instagram, there's tons of great stories there as well, and Facebook and uh, and, and even LinkedIn. So, um, there, you know, we, we've got a presence. I would say, please look us up. We'd love to help you if we can. And just to be super clear to our listeners, this is a, this your company, BioAccelerator, is available for people who want to get this treatment. They could they could. Uh... Find you on your website, try to get uh, information and treatment and travel to your clinic in Columbia to get treated. Yeah, please. We're open for business. Uh, we're helping people every single day and we want to help as many as possible. We're not going to help you if we don't think you're going to have a, a real result. And, um, you know, to, to your point, Jeremy, Chad, we, um, we, we work with other organizations and companies. And so we're, it's not just a stem cell therapy that you're going to receive with us. We prescribe many other modalities, uh, and it's a, a long-term commitment, uh, you know, because we are getting to the systemic root of the problem, not masking the symptoms. So you're going to be with us. We call each other our patients and, and our uh, staff here, BioX family. Um, but yeah, once you're with us, it's a long-term commitment. We're going to get you healthy, as, and we're going to die trying if, if we have to. What's uh, what's uh, what's next for BioAccelerator? You look down the road. Um, Hopefully part of what's next is making this more available in the United States. But uh, how do you see your company growing and continuing to move forward? Yeah, I would love it if uh, the regulation was more favorable in the U.S. uh, Because like I said earlier, there is no debate in the scientific community that uh, stem cells are both safe and effective. My company is doing it on a daily basis. The best part of my job is getting the phone calls when people are three months or six months or a year out of treatment going, oh, my gosh, I'm, you know, my, my life has changed. I you know, I was about to get divorced because of all the pain I had. And now I'm waking up and, you know, everything's great. Um, and so that's the best part of my job. So I know this therapy is helping many, many people. I would like to help many, many more. So, yeah, if we could have a footprint in the United States and have the regulators, um, you know, kind of define what is legal and not legal, that would be fantastic. Um, and then the other, the other thing that I said earlier is, you know, I'd like to see this become a more preventative treatment instead of people coming to us after they have an orthopedic injury or after they've discovered an autoimmune disease come to us every year smaller doses every year preventative personalized um, and getting out in front of the problem before it becomes a problem awesome awesome eric thank you very much for spending some more time with us uh yeah and great conversation i learned a lot (laughs) yeah it's such an important thing for us to understand and um it's almost you know we're at a weird place where some of this sounds uh please excuse me from saying this but a little gimmicky, right? It's like a stem cells, like, okay, it's a gimmicky thing, but it's not at all. It's something that we have to understand. And if we're not looking into how to actually treat the injuries and treat the problems, then, then we're missing. I've heard so many, so many firsthand personal testimonies from those who have traveled, you know, yeah. 
uh, and, and had this done. And, and, uh, I mean, just people who talked about tried, they tried everything physically to, to get their bodies healed. And they, you know, went and had this done and just miraculous healing. And our message, you know, always is on this show and elsewhere is, um, you have to have a spiritual foundation. You have to have the right spiritual foundation. That's what you have to build on. Uh, but then you need to also uh, accept that our creator has given some incredible people the wisdom and the ability to understand how to help yeah. us. And, and we take advantage of that. Eric, thank you very much. Uh, hopefully we'll talk again. Um, for those that are listening or watching, Bio Accelerator, check them out. Look up Eric Stoffers. Appreciate the work that they're doing. And uh, share this out. I, I think this is one of those episodes you need to share out with people that yeah. uh, are going through some things. They've, they've tried maybe everything. They're looking for solutions. And this may be the solution that that they need. So uh, again, Eric, thank you for that. Um, for those of you that are watching and listening, thank you for doing so. If you're listening, take some time, go over to YouTube. Uh, you can find this video and many others that would be a help to you as well. If we can do anything for you at the Mighty Oaks Foundation, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can find us at mightyoaksprograms.org, mightyoaksprograms.org, and uh, we'd love to connect with you there. Thank you for watching. We will talk to you next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.